From St. Mark's Episcopal Church in Houston, Texas, a joyful Christian community, this is Soulful Sundays. A weekly podcast of our 5 o'clock service. I'm Patrick Miller, Director of St. Mark's. Welcome. Gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ according to Mark. Glory to you, Lord Christ. One Sabbath, Jesus was going through the grain fields, and as they made their way, his disciples began to pluck heads of grain. The Pharisees said to him, Look, why are they doing what is not lawful on the Sabbath? And he said to them, Have you never read what David did when he and his companions were hungry and in need of food? He entered the house of God, where Abiathar was high priest, and ate the bread of the presence, which it is not lawful for any but the priest to eat. And he gave some to his companions. Then he said to them, The Sabbath was made for humankind and not humankind for the Sabbath. So the Son of Man is Lord even of the Sabbath. Again, he entered the synagogue, and a man was there who had a withered hand. They watched him to see whether he would cure him on the Sabbath so that they might accuse him. And he said to the man who had the withered hand, Come forward. Then he said to them, Is it lawful to do good or to do harm on the Sabbath, to save life or to kill? But they were silent. He looked around at them with anger. He was grieved at their hardness of heart and said to the man, Stretch out your hand. He stretched it out and his hand was restored. The Pharisees went out and immediately conspired with the Herodians against him how to destroy him. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Christ. I speak in the name of one God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. Please be seated. We've entered the season of Pentecost over the last couple of weeks. Season after Pentecost, I suppose. The green kind of gives you a big clue. It's a good, long season of the church. Pretty much from here until Thanksgiving. The longest season, in fact, of the church. Which means we've also entered into the great, long game of gotcha that the Pharisees are playing with Jesus. Do you know the game? The one where they try and set him up to catch him doing wrong? I know you know the game. You've played the game. Everyone's played gotcha. You leave the last piece of cake on the counter just to see who's going to eat it, even though you told everyone in the house that it was yours. That's gotcha, right? Little brother comes, he eats the cake, and you're like, boom, busted. You're in trouble. That was my cake. That's what the Pharisees are doing. And they do it for a good long while. In fact, they do it until it leads Jesus to his death. 
And then we get 50 days of rejoicing and Easter. And then we're back to the game of gotcha. So I've been thinking about that a lot. And it it brought to mind for me one of my favorite church fathers. A a doctor of the church, the Catholic Church would say. St. John Chrysostom. And so I wanted to tell you a little bit about him because I think his life and his, his theology are really important when we think about the Pharisees and their game of gotcha with Jesus and the law and faith. So St. John was born in Antioch in 347, which is in Syria. And he was the son of a, of a military officer and and of a a Christian woman, and his his father died early, so he was raised by his mother, and he decided he wanted to be a student of rhetoric. And so he was apprenticed to a man who was uh, very high in that field, and he studied rhetoric for a long time. And as he grew, he uh, lost his interest for arguing, at least about menial things, because then he became a student of theology which is that great argument that we still have today in the church, right, about God. Who is God? Who are we because of God? And he wanted to be an ascetic monk. That means he wanted to go out into the desert and live alone, live a life of chastity in all ways. So after two years of constant standing, he refused to sit He refused to sleep except for when he absolutely had to. He ate and drank as little as possible. He lived in a cave and he memorized the Bible for two years. After two years of that, his kidneys and his liver said, no more, we can't handle this lifestyle. And his poor health sent him back to Antioch. And he said, well, if I can't do that, if my body can't take the strain of proper, good, ascetic monkhood, then I guess I'll get ordained. And so he became a deacon. And then he became a priest. And when he was a priest, he became known for his preaching. Now the difference here in, in, the, in the early church is that the, the students of Antioch were a little more literal in their biblical, biblical terpre, interpretation than, say, the Alexandrian school of thought, which was very allegorical. And so his sermons were always very applicable. They were straightforward. They had a life lesson, which was very unusual at that time in the church. And so he caught fire across the ancient Near East. So much so that his name, Chrysostom, which was given to him in Greek, Chrysostomos, means golden-mouthed. That's how important and significant his preaching was to the early church. And so eventually, much to his consternation, he was uh, sent to be the Archbishop of Constantinople, which he did not want to do. In 398, he was in his... He was 51. He was 51. Archbishop of Constantinople. Now, the thing you have to know about good preachers in general, and particularly in the ancient Near East, is that we're still in a time of uncertainty 
in the church's foundations. We'd had a couple of councils to determine what we believed ecumenically, but there was still a lot to be considered about what the Trinity was and what salvation was and who who got to say that salvation was something or, so, or not something and what was in the Bible and what wasn't in the Bible. And so his preaching, while it was very important, was also uh, a spot of tension in the world. Because he wasn't a feel-good preacher. He was the kind of preacher that said... All you people with your nice clothes and your nice things who come to church and call yourselves Christians aren't actually. If you walk by the beggar at the door and don't invite him inside, don't bring him to your home, don't offer him nice things and nice food and water and shelter. And he didn't stop there. He went after the political structure. He went after governments and government officials and continued to call them out in what he thought were unchristian behaviors. He despised wealth. He despised the affluence of the ancient Near East. And so he was always advocating for the poor, the weak and the sick, those in need. Does that sound like anybody you know? A guy named Jesus, perhaps? And so it should be no surprise that our friend St. John Chrysostom died in exile in 407. And the church couldn't decide for a good long while whether or not he was actually a saint or a heretic. But one of my favorite quotes from him, one of my very favorite quotes, is in a lesser-known writing. And the other thing you need to know before I say this is that he was the most prolific Christian author of his time of any time before scholasticism, which was the 13th century, except for St. Augustine. St. Augustine is the only person we have more writing from in the early church. And so his work has really influenced who we are as Christians. And in this little piece of work that no one ever reads anymore that I found on a library shelf, he wrote this. The church is a hospital and not a court of souls, does not condemn sins, but provides forgiveness of sins. The church is a hospital and not a court. When we think about the great game of gotcha that the Pharisees are playing with Jesus, I can't help but think that it's all about the law. What is the Sabbath? What's acceptable on the Sabbath? What does the law say? What does the letter of the law say? And Jesus comes in and says, y'all, that's not the point. We're not here to be judged under law. We're here to be freed by grace, by love. It is the spirit of the law. The Sabbath is for joy. It should bring us joy to heal and to feed and to serve. And so I'm going to walk through grain fields and pick grain and eat, and I'm going to heal those who need healing because that's the joy of God become evident in the world. The church is a hospital, not a court. 
It is not for us to judge. It is not for us to condemn. It is for us to love, to extend that grace and mercy and healing and forgiveness that we have received to others who need it. So as we go through this season of Pentecost, of growth, of the great game of gotcha, I challenge you to pick those times in your life where you have to choose very intentionally and sometimes to your detriment to love instead of to condemn. Welcome to the church. Amen.
This episode was produced by St. Mark's Episcopal Church in Houston, Texas. Special thanks to our band, led by Cameron Deason-Hammond, and featuring Jeremy Nuncio, Asher Pudlow, and Andrew Gordon. Join us every Sunday for Soulful Sundays at 5 p.m. at St. Mark's, 3816 Bel Air Boulevard in Houston, Texas, or visit us online at stmarks-houston.org.